0: Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly Astrology and Tarot podcast, where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello,
1: Stephanie. Hi, Megan. (laughs) Happy October. October. Are you wow. ready for a new month? I am always ready for a new month. <laughs> wow. Okay. Good. I don't for even you. know what that means, but yeah, that sounds like the right answer at the moment.
0: That was the right answer. Well, because and- I'm
1: also always ready to do a podcast with you. There you, you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Me
0: too. And I have to say, October is one of my most favorite months of the year. You know what I mean? Mm, I, wonder, I wonder why. Oh, well, it could be somebody's birthday, a late Libra. But also, I just love that we're fully in autumn, and we're shifting into those kind of darker energies. And, you know, we're, we're putting on that scarf and fuzzy s- sweater and drinking hot chocolate and digging into a good novel. And also, of course, October starts eclipse season. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the shift into those Scorpio deeper energies. But let's start a little bit because the big story I think this month is eclipse season. So we have a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. Let's start with the solar eclipse, which is on October 14th in the sign of Libra. And why don't we start just doing our little 411 on
1: eclipses and eclipse season? I love the eclipse season 411. (laughs) So while eclipses are exact, like astronomical events that take place at a certain moment in time, from an astrological perspective, Right? Even though we're going to say, or we are saying, like, the, there's a solar eclipse on the 14th, there's a lunar eclipse on the 28th, there's sort of an extension which becomes this eclipse season. Mm. A few weeks before, a few weeks after, we enter into this period where we feel the energetics of what eclipses bring and sort of in general, right? There is a heightening of energy. There's a heightening of potentiality. There's large awareness. There's this sense that there's significant sea shifts. And so that itself is like lots of popcorn popping and we're like perhaps excited or upset, right? Because it's like, oh, I didn't want to realize that or I didn't want that to begin. But yet there's that other layer of stress that occurs because – everything is eclipsed. Like the popcorn's popping, but we're like, where did – my analogy is about to break down. Warning. Um, But like we can't really fully see, okay, like, oh, wow, this is about to emerge, but what exactly is this? How is the outline going to get filled in? So it's always really important as we move into eclipse season so we can say like October 1st, if not before, is you know, the, we can start to feel those eclipses. To go with the flow of what is arising, what is releasing, what is coming into being, but don't pressure yourself to have to understand the fine print and all of the details. Yeah. So, and once you, if you don't do that, you can ride through eclipse season with much less sort of stress or anxiety or worry. Um, so that's sort of my first share about that. What about you? Yeah, no, I think that's really, really great. I love the popping popcorn
0: analogy. I think that works really great because things are going to be popping up to the surface, right? But as you're saying, it's not with everything being eclipsed. We don't have that clarity. So it's like I'm being stimulated, I'm being triggered, but I'm not quite sure what this is all about or what it means. And so I think you're right on by saying you got to ride the wave of the full eclipse season. And also we have a solar eclipse and then we go into the lunar eclipse. And so those are, you know, that whole period is, is interesting. Let's talk maybe a little bit about the difference between the solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse. Now the solar eclipse happens on the new moon, October 14th in Libra. And to me, just like a new moon, solar eclipses are more external. They're solar, they're outgoing, they tend to affect the landscapes and the environments and the things happening around us. It's also with the new moon there, new beginnings, you know, that energy of death and rebirth.
1: Yeah, and so, right, solar eclipse associated with new moons, and it's really interesting because, right, as opposed to, and this is where there's this gravitas, as opposed to just the monthly new moon, like, okay, what should we intention and what should we create? You know, there is this sense that something really big is about to take root and take form or be birthed, and yet for that to occur, there's also this sense that something needs to end, right? Something Mm -hmm. is being pulled away. Like, you know, the image I love to use is like, before we plant those seeds, we actually have to take the weeds out, right? So like, so that the soil and all the nutrients can really go to what is heralding this next level of our evolution. And, you know, that sounds lovely when somebody like myself or you say it, but like when we're like, oh, my God, like this is coming complete, something we didn't want to come to complete. So I think that it's important, you know, to really start to feel into like, what has reached its expiration date? You know, what is letting go? You know, what do I want to offer up? Because I want to make space for something to come in its place that will serve me and my evolution in a deeper way. So, We Now, we could add the Libra onto that, but I just felt like saying that piece.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's really great. I love that you're bringing up evolution because ultimately, at the end of the day, isn't that what we're all here to do is to have this evolutionary movement and growth and, well, there's nothing like an eclipse to kind of give us that opportunity that I'm putting opportunity in quote marks. I had a client say to me the other day, oh, my gosh, Megan. I cannot take another growth opportunity, right? But it does, it really does give us that invitation, especially if we're willing to dig in a little bit deeper, and as we're saying, go with it. The Libra part of it, of course, brings in that more relational relationships, partnerships, you know, who you're hanging out with, and also the Libra themes of, you know,
1: truth and fairness and harmony. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's interesting, because this is the first eclipse, I think, in like eight or nine years, that will be in Libra. And then it's colleague Aries, it's, you know, um, This is the first one and we'll have them for about a year and a half. And so, yeah, new moon, solar eclipse in Libra. Like, what do you what is shape shifting in your life when it comes to partnerships, relationships, your relationship to relationships and how you do them, your definition and where you stand in terms of equality, fairness and justice you know, how you, you know, relate with art, how you invite in beauty into your life, like all of that. I mean, we'll likely see that in themes across the world stage and in AKA and also in the news. Um, but for you, for us, like where may that be like coming alive? And of course, you know, where is that Libra point, you know, showing up in your chart? Like where is that solar eclipse actually popping in your chart? Um,
0: Yeah, and I think that because it's in the sign of Libra, maybe a great way to hold it is around the balance aspect. Libra is a sign of harmony, equality, balance. And so it's a moment where we might be looking at, like you said, what do you want to let go of? What do you want to bring more in to get a greater balance? And in that balance, some things might need to go. But I love holding it kind of in that Librian context of, rebalancing and wanting more of that harmony in your life.
1: I love that. And I think that's actually really important. I didn't think about this before until you just said that and not to like jump to the thing we're going to talk about later, but like there's a lot of Pluto <laughs> and Scorpio energy this month, which is really not about balance, right? And it could sort of like <laughs> throw us asunder into the deep caverns of XYZ. So like really just like, okay, but wait, how am I feeling? What do I need to recalibrate? You know, what do I need to feel like more imbalanced within myself? could be a really great invitation of that eclipse.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to the solar eclipse, which happens on the full moon on October 28. It's in the sign of Taurus. So this stimulates that taurus scorpio um, axis. Also interesting, you were mentioning with the Libra eclipse that we're starting, you know, into the Libra Aries polarity. So this eclipse in the tar scorpio um, axis is going to be the last one for a while. I don't think we have another one until what, like, I don't know, 2024 or something, somewhere in there. We'll yeah, no, figure I, that I, out. Yeah, I
1: think in like, like eight years, like in a while. Oh, eight yeah. years. Oh, okay. Eight, Not 2024.
0: Okay. So let's make hay while the sun will shine or while, rather while the moon is eclipsed. And let's talk about the energies of uh, of Taurus Scorpio and also maybe a little bit again about what's the difference between the solar and the lunar eclipse.
1: By the way, just also thinking about like, you know, you and I talk about this a lot when there's Taurus and there's Scorpio, and it's like sexy and seductive. But I love that you use the phrase like let's make hay. You know, just, <laughs> I didn't even uh, think of that. That's like one term of what that means, right? Like, let's get it on. Um so right. So that so this is like what if it was an eclipse we would we would call the Taurus full moon, right? But it is a Taurus lunar eclipse. And in a lunar eclipse, something that we have been focused on, working on, that's been like has had time within our life, right, comes to illumination. We realize something, you know, it is there to be seen, right? So just really around those dates, like what is coming to light? you know, what? what is really sort of catching your attention because it's so bright, you can't um, avoid it. And that could be either something amazing or it could be something like not so amazing, which then would invite in some sort of like, you know, being with that, feeling that, and then seeing how that might inform some sort of course correction, if you will, or like, okay, well that, how do I really want to be? What do I really want to do for the next chapter? But Taurus and Scorpio, you know, both very... Um, you know, related to you know, security on yep. an emotional level, on a financial level, you know, what has you a person feel secure? Um, you know, Taurus is very sensual and Scorpio is very passionate, hence the like, let's make hay reference. <laughs> um, but I also think too, right, there is that needing to ooh, Libra balance, right? Taurus is just, you know, and it's the moon in Taurus, so it feels good to just be with the things that we see, that we feel, that we sense, the things that are like in our environment and balancing that with the sun in Scorpio of like, but what can we feel into? You know, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like it's that whole notion where that Taurus moon can take us out of the underworld where we might be spinning to be like, okay, but what's right in front of you? Like, but yeah. what's real? Like, but what's really here? So that feels like one aspect of it. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think also, you know, for me, lunar eclipses, it's the moon, they tend to be more internal, maybe a little bit more emotional. And so this might be a time where you are triggered on those, you know, those deeper emotional kind of aspects of self. And like we're saying, don't let that throw you, you know, go with it. Again, I think it's so important if we can have the mindset or the intention to really work with these energies. And once again, isn't that the beauty of astrology is knowing what the forces are out there so we can be in sync with them. Um, But yeah, I also feel like, you know, Scorpio Taurus is fixed. They're fixed signs. And so they both tend to be like, You know, it's the scorpion and the bull. Who's going to win? So oftentimes those energies are more intense. They're not as forgiving, perhaps. Um, they can get, uh, how do you want to say, uh, caught up in their
1: own stuff more easily. Yeah. And then with the fix, like hard to get out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Hard to get out of it. You know, and it's interesting because on that day and then the next day we have a really interesting alignment that's occurring that it happens to be happening at the same time, which is we have Mercury, the planet of communication, and Mars, the planet of action, and Mars always heats things up. So we have Mars and Mercury coming together. So animated thinking and animated voice and animation, you know, giving life to one's thoughts in terms of communication coming together in Scorpio, right? Deep diving thoughts and sort of stealthiness, opposite Jupiter and Jupiter makes everything big. And while it's an opposition, oftentimes those Jupiter oppositions, you know, they enhance, they don't always fight against, but they enhance it, right? So it feels like big detective time or like big getting into understanding one's hidden motivations or like, you know, what's underneath or like really great deep time for shadow work, right? And again, they are spanning the Taurus-Scorpio axis, as is the sun and the moon. So it like also just really enhances those two zodiacal positions of Taurus and Scorpio and like inviting them both to the table, like letting them have a tea party or a cocktail party, if you will, if you want. You You might need a a cocktail. (laughs) At least one. Um, You know, letting them just like see those places where they can actually be allies.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. And speaking of digging into deeper energies, our friend Pluto is stationing direct this month on October the 10th. It's in the very, 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 very end of Capricorn. And then next year, it's going to be moving on to Aquarius. So we're dealing with this kind of volleying back and forth between Capricorn and, um, and Aquarius. So as we always say, when a planet stations directs, the energies are really big. So this is big Pluto energy. Any thoughts, Stephanie?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, to like add to this, like there's all these, you know, there's this like heavy, I mean, there's this, all this Libran energy this month, but there's all that heavy energy. So yeah, days around the 10th, a few days before, the few days after, it's just Pluto time. You know, it's (laughs) about like revealing and unveiling and uncovering and recovering. And again, instead of like, you know, I feel like, you know, those energies, they invite us into knowing them. So instead of just like sitting back and seeing what like life serves up, which again, you can't necessarily control what life serves up. How can we Proactively say, okay, hello, Pluto. I know it's your time. How can I channel, you know, what you are inviting me to learn? So, you know, where can you purge? You know, it's always a good closet cleaning time, you know, exfoliating <laughs> Literally. Your skin time. Um, and also cause like Pluto, I mean, Capricorn rules the skin. So it's like really good. I was think, for like exfoliating the skin, but like, you know, where can you dive underneath, you know, to find hidden treasures, whether in your psyche in your space you know in some area of life that you're researching like you know put on your like archaeological garb (laughs) and like go in and go down and you know i think that that is a really good use of that plutonian energy as opposed to just sort of standing still and then you're like oh my god everything's stirring in me because it wants to come to the surface What you're reminding me of is like an an Indiana
0: Jones movie, you know, like, let's dig in and find those hidden treasures. And, you know, Pluto, of course, tends to get a bad rap out there, you know, because it is the planet of transformation. And transformation, well, rarely comes on, you know, this lighthearted tiptoeing through the tulips types of things. But if we remember that Pluto's great service is that transformation, is that word that we're using this month, evolution, and the opportunity to really dig in and evolve those energies to really transform them and to change, you know, hence the death and rebirth. Again, it's not always easy, not for the faint of heart. It's definitely both shaking our heads and all of that. But if you can go with it, I do think that the reward's... And the transformation can be a beautiful thing.
1: I agree. You know, one of the things that I've recently like sort of started to embody when it comes to Pluto, because I'm having my own Pluto transit. Yeah. Is the notion of Pluto's association with like in that digging in the realness is honesty.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. It's just yeah. like,
1: no, excuse me, am I allowed to curse on our podcast? No yeah, BS. Sure. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no BS. You know, no facade, no superficial, like really, like you know, love the the adverb mm-hmm. really when it comes to Pluto. Like really, what do you <laughs> feel? Like what do I really want? Like what's really going on here? What's really going on within myself, within my mind, within my heart? You know, and I think that you know it, and pulling things up from the roots. Like if you pull things up from the roots, you can actually see also what's really going on, and then you work on the root the root issues that could then can have you know whatever to truly flourish. But You know, I think like opening up to that honesty around that time, and and again because there's so much Scorpio after that. But last thing I'm going to say is, even though in the United States it's not a big election year, Mm. still is an elect. You know, it's always elections in November. You know, I do kind of feel like you know we oftentimes talk about the October surprise. You know, Uh. with like government, you know, with election stuff or politics stuff, and so I'm curious. Keep my eye on like, will there be like another quote October surprise? Like, what will be revealed? When it comes to the sticky, only because it reminds rhymes of sticky, icky realm of politics that is going on right now, and some of like the key players, right? Because Pluto also has to do with power and control, so keeping my eyes stay to, like, tuned, exactly. Yeah, the October surprise.
0: That's the thing about Pluto; it can really catch you off guard, and. Full transparency, I have a uh, Pluto square, my sun right now. I'm 29 degrees Libra. And I was recently in uh, Mexico City, traveling on vacation, having a wonderful time. And lo and behold, this Pluto square, and it was coming from my house of health and well-being. I ended up having a detached retina and had to go to an emergency hospital where nobody spoke English in a developing country. Long story short, as traumatic as that experience was, there was so much healing. I had to get real and vulnerable and my hosts were there holding me. My sister flew down to take care of me. There was all of this tremendous transformation, but it only came by going into those depths of fear and not feeling in control. So I just share that wow. to say, sometimes you got to really get down there, but the rubber meets the road. So so to speak, for that transformation.
1: I mean, what a Plutonian experience for you. And then but to like to come out with the jewels. Yes,
0: yes, yes. yes. It was it was
1: quite extraordinary. Yes. Amazing. And this is particularly interesting and strong because Mars is the traditional ruler of Scorpio. So Mars is like, yes, I'm like in my home turf. You know, so it but it, it does bring up, right, that sense of like we are activating and we are active in the depth, the realms of like passion and desire and the depth of feelings. You know, I also think too, you know, Scorpio is related, you know, its wound is the abandonment wound. And so like, and Mars is prickly, right? Like will for some people this start to like, prick a little bit related to their abandonment moon, but if it brings it up, right, then we can see it, which is part of Scorpio and Pluto. We can see it so we can work with it so we can alchemize it and transform it.
0: Yeah. I, you know, let's just say it Mars and Scorpio is intense. There's just no way around it. It's a, it's a bit of a ball buster I have to say, but like you're saying, you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You can really, I think really like uncover and get to the meat of stuff. That's the reason you're bringing up the abandonment wound. I find that that makes so much sense to me. Right. So again, I think what we're saying is there's all a lot of potential this month for triggers. that's yes. Right? So watch those triggers and also invite in the transformation. So not only Mars, but we'll also, of course, have the sun, and we will have Mercury in in Scorpio too. So it's just a whole lot of Pluto, no, excuse me,
1: Scorpio fun. Lots and lots of Scorpio fun. Right. The uh, Scorpio season, just to note, starts on the 23rd. So. Yes.
0: Yes. Perfect. Thank you. So, you know, we love a Kazemi. So do you want to mention just real quick, the, the Sun-Mercury Kazemi in Libra, which also, guess what? We'll be squaring Pluto
1: yeah again, it's like, and here's another serving, and here's another serving, um, yeah, and as everyone can tell, like instead, and we don't always go chronologically, but this this time we were just really like going thematically in terms of like taking you through the highlights of the month. yeah, so the Kazimi, we love the Kazemi. We also love saying that word so much um is mer- a Kazimi is when a planet is right with and conjoined the sun. It's you know, the word means like sitting in the heart of. So we have a Mercury Kazemi, Mercury Sun conjunction on October 19th. And just like you said, it squares Pluto. So there's that, <laughs> Um, you know, so Mercury Sun, you know, the Mercury Kazemi is like bright thoughts, bright minds, like t- attuned to like, like that crystalline energy of like ideas and thoughts, you know, so it's a really good idea, for, good day for like, communication for working something through in terms of like, finding the message. But with the Pluto square, it's the message may not be on the surface, it might not (laughs) right be on your desk, it might be in like, on the floor or like, you know, underneath your desk or in a drawer underneath your desk, like, look there, look there and communicate from there.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. And just to give you a date, that is on October 19th. So the kazimi. Okay, I think it's time.
1: Is it time, Steph? Almost time, because this is like the jam-packed full episode of So Divine. <laughs> what did Divine. I forget? No, no, I, it's almost like it's not – no, not that that was – actually, I want to like not have good or bad or heavy or light or blah, blah, blah. But we did want to just also say right about Venus – Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Just to make a note, like last month, right, Venus went direct and Venus has been direct. But, you know, Venus, because of that retrograde, was in Leo for what seemed like forever (laughs) since the beginning of June. And on October 8th, Venus finally leaves Leo and it goes into Virgo. And so you know, it being in Virgo aside, you know, I feel like just to, we wanted to make that herald and that acknowledgement of, you know, it leaving Leo. And just for all of us to think over the last four months, what might we have come to realize in this very deeply etched experience of like, what is, of you know, where we saw value in our generativity in our creativity, where we found the value in in love or you know how we do love how we lead through our heart you know when maybe we saw also where pride is a great thing or pride gets in our way so i just think like to like, to take a survey back since the beginning of june you know related to relationships art heart and beauty just feels like it can be give us some Uh, be evocative in terms of what we can realize.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. And you know, I I love Leo. I have Leo rising, but I got to tell you, I am done. Done, done with the Leo Venus energy and all that I've learned during that Venus retrograde. So welcome, Virgo. Welcome that grounded, practical Virgo energy.
1: Okay, Totally. (laughs) And and one more note on that, which I don't know why I'm like, I'm like really into this. I'm like, yes, Venus is finally (laughs) cleaving. Like it was a big um, deal. It was a big, I mean, it was just like camped up for a really long time is especially if you work with your, your charts and people do with whole signs, it's literally now like Venus is going into another house. So it's like done with like what you learned in that realm of your life. And now it's like, hello, new territory to like teach you more about like your value and like what you truly value. Okay, I'm done. Are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? No, No,
0: that was great. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's time for the tarot card of the month. So as always, I am shuffling here. And Stephanie is tapped in. And she's going to tell me when to stop shuffling. And that will be the card for October. Can you hear me shuffling there? I can.
1: (laughs) I'm just waiting for the perfect moment. Mm. How about now?
0: Okie (laughs) dokie. The card that we got. Smokey, Uh, the card that we got for October is the five of pentacles. And I hesitate with this because this is a bit of a notorious card because it's in the realm of pentacles, which is coins. Pentacles is the earth realm, money, security, also your physical body. And fives are numbers of change. And oftentimes when we're in those changing energies, hello, eclipse season, we tend to like get caught up in what's going away. What are we losing? What is like coming to fruition or that timely death? And of course, if it's in the realm of security, you're... Probably going to get triggered a little bit. I like to say that I won't, but I usually do, right? So, <laughs> right? So this is a card of changing energies around security. And when I think about it, well, isn't that perfect actually for this month? And so the caution with it is not to get triggered when things are going away and not to get caught up in like I call this card, the poverty mentality card to not get caught up in, oh my God, I'm going to be the cat lady, you know, living in the shoebox right? To like really work with things are changing. What do I need to attend to? Am I okay with letting go some things to welcome in the new? It's also a time where you might want to rebalance around what your financial energies are. And this would be a great time to be looking at, Finances? Like, have you been overspending? I'm not talking about myself here, but have you been overspending? Or do you need to like put some money aside for maybe a long term investment? So, no freaking out. Know that things are changing this month. The energies and money is energy. And that might be changing too. So, keep an eye on it and let it really inform you about your balances around money and security. So, that's the
1: five. Of Pentacles, I actually love that card for this month. I mean, for the reasons that you shared about, also like things going away, but I also, f- you know, and, and money, right? That Taurus eclipse and bringing out of the shadow, which is also very like Pluto and Scorpio, the potential worry we might have, the potential trigger, just to say, hey, we all might be triggered. So knowing that we might be, we might be triggered, like just watch for that, make space for that, find balance. I like it.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, ac- it's so funny that, you know, we pick these cards at random and always the, the perfect card comes up for, for what we're talking about. And I think that's how the tro works, too, is that you pick the card that's right for the moment. Okay, yeah. so happy October, everybody. Stephanie, what do you got coming up this month?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited this month for like the client mm-hmm. sessions I'm going to be doing. I've been weaving more and more family constellation work into them. So if anybody feels like it's the right time, especially because it's eclipse season and you want to understand like what may be like, what is your popcorn, if you will, <laughs> Um, you know, I do have some availabilities, especially like early and in, mid into the month. So, you know, I'd love to, you know, do some work with you. Um Also, just to know not what's coming up. Oh, this is actually coming up. So really exciting that I found out last month that my astrology workbook is now translated into French. And in October, my book, The Complete Guide to Astrological Self-Care, is coming out in Italian, which itself has very special meaning for me, given that that is my husband's um, native language with all of his family and a language that I am studying. So I'm excited for that
0: you are an international superstar Stephanie I just can't
1: that's so amazing <laughs> thank congratulations congratulations thank, thank you and besides that it's your birthday <laughs> tell us like what do you have going on well I'm excited
0: because this month on October 15th I am teaching my spirit guide exploration class I only cho- teach this every couple years it's super popular and it's one of my favorite classes to teach because I demystify the realm of of spirit guides. And I think a lot of people get like overwhelmed by the thought or feel like they're not intuitive enough to connect. Everybody's got spirit guides. It's easier than you think. So we're going to talk about the different kinds of spirit guides, and I'm going to lead you through and how to connect. And you can find out about that on my website, along with my Patreon, which is Rockin' and Rollin', And also of course my sessions.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well happy October to everyone. Big thank you first of all to Megan and to everyone out there listening and to our producers, Nick Patrion, Sebastiano Decchio. We couldn't do this without you. So happy October and happy October, Megan. Happy October, Stephanie.